Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. The podcast with dreams of one day becoming bigger than Taylor Swift's carbon footprint. Introducing your host, Dr. London Swift. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. London Smith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as cryptocordism and battery full of itself. So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Hey, Dr. London, I can't find my calendar. What, what day is it again? Uh, okay. No, no, it's good. It's good. I need to remember this. Um, it started on Monday, correct? Sorry, I know this is, this is on me. Uh, yeah. Start on Monday. That makes today. Uh, it's Friday. I believe it's Friday. Okay. Oh, no. Do you realize what that means? Dr. Lennon, it's the, uh, it's the company picnic. Oh. I hate going to the company okay, picnic. Okay, yes. <laughs> when the fall season rolls around, you know it's company picnic time. Oh, I hate going to the company picnic. I guess just for the intro portion here, just... I guess we can just give advice on what to do for your company picnic, just how to get through this excruciating time, just real quick. Like, for example, um, don't talk to Danya. She's going to... she. If you're going to talk to Danya, it needs to be for two minutes, because if it's more than two minutes, if it's more than two minutes, it's going to be 30 minutes. And you do not want that to happen. And if it's going to be for 30 minutes, by the way, you're going to be making an investment into her piggy bank like she calls she calls it her little piggy bank she says it's a great investment opportunity and then she shows it to you and it's a piggy bank and she expects at that point you look cheap for not putting a dollar in yeah and she she insists the whole time that it's not an nft that it's not a scam it's not an nft and you're like yeah but it's it's a piggy bank like that's right you're you're skeptical just that no one asked if it was an nft you know that that creates skepticism so uh yeah so 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 Danya is like obviously you want to avoid her like sorry, I we should say either limit your talking to her or become a real investor become involved in her enterprise of the piggy bank because that's and that if you've got the money for that yeah. then good for you I don't yeah. unfortunately because the initial investment yeah. is a lot do you have a tip Doctor London so um you'll want to get a bigger blanket. A, the blankets we provide can be, I think, more realistically called a paper towel. Yeah. And have you seen how expensive blankets are? We're not going to buy blankets yeah. for all of you guys. We're going to give you a paper towel. You can sit on it if you want. So you should probably bring yeah. a blanket. And, yeah. And also, we, they're well-oiled rags. Is like, like Paper towel is probably the more accurate term in terms of how they've held up. Because we've been using the same ones for hundreds of years. They're vintage. That's, that's how we get by with them, is we say these are vintage blankets, when really, yes, they are paper towel-ish rags that are just super oily. 
and uh so we yeah because you're not supposed to wash them it's all it's like those those pans like cast iron pans like you're not supposed to wash it you you want the sort of stink and grime to get like grilled into it yeah and or at least that that's our understanding of how blankets work but so an option would be just go ahead and bring a bigger blanket uh maybe one made out of like fiber material fibrous material because we ours is not made of that um yeah um were there any other tips i mean besides that i've got one more which is you you don't want to eat the food that's being offered there oh no the food i'm just going to be honest right now the food that we are offering is food that we got for last year's picnic that was unused bring your own food and so that way you can't complain to me if you get sick because i'm going to tell you i gave you these options i assume all the employees are listening to this podcast right now it's there's so much drama at the picnic and there's only so much prep we can give you so all right uh, cameron we have a sponsor today what are you sure yeah yeah no i and i i am double checking here and uh yes yes so the sponsor today is caldera lab they're um <laughs> caldera lab <clears throat> As you can tell with my voice there, first impressions matter. So we uh, are working with Caldera Lab to help everyone make great first impressions. So when you go to brush your teeth, when you go to prep for your first, the, the biggest way to, have, to, to show this first impression is, of course, at the ultimate job interview, which is an audition. That's right. You okay. listen, if you're listening to this podcast, we know who you are. You have a dream of making it to the big mm-hmm. screen or making it to the big stage yes. or the small screen. Yes. You, you, you want to be famous. Or the small stage. Sorry. Just small stage, medium size stage, yes. uh, elevated TikTok. trampoline, anything. Yeah. Um, maybe like an yeah. escape room. Um, uh, any of these things yeah. that could make you a star. Yeah. The ultimate escape room artist. Is, re- is a lot of what auditions are about. So to make that great first impression, you use Caldera Lab. It's a high-performance men's skincare product. Uh, well, it's a collection of skincare products, and the regiment leads off their product lineup with a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Caldera Lab knows that the skincare world is heavily female-driven, uh, but it's been the wild, wild west for men. So they make it simple with the regiment, which is three products, including the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. The clean slate starts and ends your day, uh, with a face wash that leaves all skin types refreshed. The base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. And you will need that confidence when you go into your audition with water balloons. That's right. With this really simple routine, you're walking into the audition with 50% of the work already done. Like, you've already essentially got the job. You can only go, you know, you can only lose points from where you're starting out with because your first impression is so strong thanks to Caldera Labs. But, of course, you've got still 50% of the work to do. You have to make not just an impression of how good you look and how nice your skin is, but also an impression of this guy is willing to do anything. He's willing to take risks. He's willing to do it all to get this role. So you're going to walk in and you're going to start throwing water balloons at the casting agents. And it's going to, at first, they will be surprised. That's good for you. That's a good first impression. Surprise is the biggest, especially if it's a comedy, if it's a drama, if it's anything. 
We all love a twist. We all love the M. Night Shyamalan ending of the water balloons in the face. Well, they've been watching auditions all day with all these guys who look exactly like you sitting in the waiting room, but they're bored out of their mind. It's to jolt them awake with something exciting like being smashed in the face with a water balloon. And I do say smash because you've been to a couple of these auditions. Your aim is pretty terrible, so you're no longer really throwing it at their face. You're getting really close and then just sort of squishing it against their face until it breaks. And like you also like left them you wanted it to be cool for the summer summer's gone and so you're really overdoing it now so they're frozen also some of the time so they're frozen water balloons that you throw at the face sometimes sometimes it's broken up a little bit so uh so that's one aspect of the good audition um but one thing i should mention is the night before because uh you you have to just start your prep work beforehand you, you memorize your lines you work on your blocking, which is how you walk around, how you face the camera. Yeah, and sticking the water balloons in the freezer. Yes. And the good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night that helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines, which is important because they will record you with a camera while you're doing your live performance for them. And so you need to have those wrinkles and fine lines gone because you cannot show any expression any wrinkle at all while you're performing any sign that you're a human being with like a real face they don't want Mm -hmm. to see that ideally they shouldn't be seeing anything at all because their face is covered in water yeah and they should be struggling to wipe it off or recover from being hit in the head with a frozen water balloon yeah uh they'll be on the ground though they they should be crying if you leave an audition and no one's crying you haven't left an impression yeah yeah, you've made an you made an initial fantastic impression with your glowing skin thanks to the Caldera services. Yeah, but but the the impression you would leave if they're not crying, they're not going to book you. They're not going to remember who you are. So uh, there's also the the Caldera Lab Icon Serum, which addresses the three most common skin concerns around the eye: uh, fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. Um, now their eyes will be puffy because you will have thrown the hardened frozen balloons at their eye they'll they'll be puffy at first and then they will develop into a full black eye there'll be a collection of blood uh underneath the skin there so, which and that's out. a great opportunity for skin. you to sell caldera to them just be like hey i've yes. got some great products here's a yeah here's maybe my my uh coupon code that you can use. yeah you'll you'll say jock doc use jock doc at checkout for caldera lab fix your eye that's and that's that's a great. I don't want to give too much away because I use these in my auditions. But you can say, "Hey, uh, try using this to fix that eye of yours. It's ugly right now." And you can use this, use this to work in, and then they'll be like, "Oh wow, he's really observant." Which, by the way, is something that actors are supposed to be observant. So if they if they see that you see stuff, they love that. So call them out. Um, Caldera Lab is a leader of men's skincare, uh, made only with top tier ingredients and clinical trials have found that 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for a few weeks. Uh, just using morning and night, it helps reduce your wrinkles, fine lines and signs of aging. And just for our audience, we have an exclusive offer and this is their best offer available anywhere. Use code jockdoc at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. And once again, do use this in your interview. Use our code. This is very important. Yes. 
I know it's we just said that it's just for our audience. It's for our audience and the people you are auditioning for. You can you can share the code with them. Keep it a secret. Shh. Your injured casting agents, after they've hired you, you know, don't give them this advice if they're not going to give you the role. But after they've hired you, which they will, then just be like, hey, check out Caldera Labs and use the code JockTalk for 20% off. Yeah. So that's uh, once again, get 20% off with code JockTalk at CalderaLab.com and make unforgettable first impressions that lead to the charming words, you look younger. Uh, anyway, so, so that was our producer, Cameron. Also with us is, did you know in the house? tells me that we can expect a very special guest. Ooh, that's right, Dr. London. All right, so do look forward to that. But before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. So for a long time, our listener demographic was primarily composed of scantily clad chimpanzees, also known as normally clad chimpanzees. Uh, but in our efforts to cater to them, we found that we were neglecting the many bot accounts that download our podcast. So Cameron, uh, I understand that we recently had some bots on TikTok responding dr london that's right we've had some of our favorite bot listeners comment and give their two cents on our tiktok comments which we want you listener to do as well if you've got a comment hit us up on tiktok twitter instagram and the comment section of the all cafe recipe on a mug brownie where a lot of our community is set up there and it's been really really great the comment we got was on the video replying to shower and uh then selling sunrises left a comment that said not you making a video response to one of the two comments you got yeah which yeah that's the feedback which that's not a question a you're supposed to ask a question so you fail epic fail right there but i i do appreciate so they said not you responding to these two comments i checked the video in question because we do want to fact check here we were trying to to listen to the feedback i checked there were three comments okay i one of them was cameron i think yeah maybe but also you're only considering one outlet guys again we're on all social media we're on twitter we're on facebook we are in the comment section of the all recipe.com recipe for a mug brownie so how many comments did that get on that day i don't know i can't keep track of it because there's so many yeah oh the numbers so many numbers so so to sit here and say not you making a video response to one of the two comments you got you know what you are right that is not us because that's not what we did we had three comments and potentially more on that recipe website yeah i'm probably gonna get way more now 
listeners of our podcast know this don't use numbers when you're giving feedback to us because it's going to confuse our listeners our listeners don't know things like one or two what our listeners know is this many or this many so instead of leaving a comment like a coward how about do a video reply and say not you making a video response to this many of the this many comments you got do but do comment uh do do let us know your feedback because like i said this is all helping us to make a better podcast and so that is why we read the feedback this is improving us so much finding out what we are not doing is really helpful so uh anyway thank you uh to that listener and now for today's medical topic tarsal tunnel or tibial nerve neuropathy you may have heard of carpal tunnel syndrome, which occurs when the median nerve is compressed as it travels through the wrist beneath a band of ligaments that form the titular carpal tunnel. Uh, but rather than being in the hand, the tarsal tunnel is in the foot. So tarsal tunnel neuropathy is located on the inside of the ankle and is formed by the ankle bones on one side and the band of ligaments that stretches across the foot. So tarsal tunnel neuropathy is a condition that is characterized by a pain and numbness in the ankle and the sole of the foot on the affected side. And this pain and numbness are worsened with walking. And when so, you say the titular carpal tunnel, are you talking about from the movie franchise? Carpal I, tunnel? I, uh, Captain Carpal just learns how to tunnel. He gets a magic shovel and can tunnel anywhere he wants. Okay, it wasn't a direct reference. Like, Okay, I, I can't when you say, say titular. I just think of you know, like the titular character would be John Wick, for example. Yeah, yeah. Well, the title of that of the uh, word document con- you have open of, of the medical condition is carpal tunnel. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, but carpal tunnel syndrome specifically, and so, uh, but but I do I do see your point that people are going to confuse this a lot with a movie, uh. And I like. I'm sorry. I can't help that the movie was named after the tunnel. So, it, it anyway. Is it at treatment. least medically accurate? Well, we can the, talk about that later. The shoveling, uh, just the whole movie. I mean, it's it's basically a medical movie because it's named Carpal's Tunnel. Yeah. Uh. I. Hmm. Is I've 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 done a whole. I have a separate podcast where I go through fact checking movie titles. Uh. And. You're just going to have to listen to that episode, honestly, because we do break it down pretty hard. Uh, anyway, medical treatment for uh, tarsal tunnel or tibial nerve neuropathy uh, can be with pregabalin or gabapentin, uh, tricyclic antidepressants, seizure medications, but surgical intervention may also be used in a procedure called tarsal tunnel release. Oh, and just like in the third act of Carpal's yes. Tunnel 2, when he had to get surgery. Anyway, yeah. Yes, and all the movie buffs listening are going to go ham over this, but I, I just, there's a medical side, and then there is a, a big Hollywood production side, and these are two different worlds that sometimes cross over, I think is the best way to put it. You don't want to piss off the movie buffs, though. They're going to go on Letterboxd, Dr. London, and they're going to give you a half star. They're going to do it. I've seen them do it. All right, so Cameron, um... You know, I know you, you brought up that we, we have this really special guest, and I've been pretty excited because I've seen him in the newspaper. Uh, people throw around the term hero a lot, and mostly in reference to doctors and nurses. Uh, but, like, there's this new trend 
that I don't know if you've heard about, where they've actually made these big movie productions, and they'll have superheroes in them. Huh. So it's like a fireman, but he, he can put out even more fires. I, something to this effect. Yeah, I think so. So anyway, we have someone I, you know, I, you'd think that you'd be making bigger headlines, once again, like those big movie productions, but I have only seen him mentioned in like sort of local news uh, for, there are a few scandals, I guess, but, but I'm tr- going to try to go easy, like journalism wise, but I do have some questions for our guest today, Captain Kaboom. Wouldn't know. Don't read the news. Captain Kaboom, how are you? Hello, Dr. London and Cameron. How are you today? I'm good. You, you sound very formal, but uh, which I guess is fair. You've, you have had these, I want to, like, I don't want to use the term scandal in a, I shouldn't use the term scandal, but uh, there are some things, we shouldn't get into that yet. Uh, you are a super, like an empowered, extra empowered human person. Is that right? Why, yes, I am. Okay. So you, um, just, just to read off some of your, your bio from Wikipedia here, uh, I see you've got super strength. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Can you fly? I not actually fly. It's like really high, long leaps. Okay. Okay. Like, like the old Superman com. Yes. That that version. Okay. Can Um, you fly in that you're not on the no fly list? Like, can you go to the airport without being detained? No need for the airport when you can fly. Yeah, but, but you're yeah, just sort of you, doing like ba- leaping, doing leaps and bounds, right? Like if you want to go overseas, you can't just do that in the ocean, huh? I like the challenge. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you have, you have all these powers and stuff and I see, saw, let, let me yeah do the sort of power because I don't want to taint your reputation. Once again, there are a few things I want to get to, but first you did have these experiences where you um you help out in the local community centers right that's correct right and a lot of people you know wonder how you know maybe for all of us who don't have all these superhuman abilities we think like well how can we help out in the world and yeah going to a local community center helping out where you can is a way to do it but um so so one one issue that i found in reading up on you is the, the way that you help out because usually whenever someone has like superpowers i would think they'd go to places that where there are earthquakes or wildfires you know as we talked about i do that stuff too but sometimes you have to give back to the community and help the kids yeah so and that's that's i guess what i wanted to talk about today so like i see the 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 most recent headline from last week is uh that you allegedly pushed a child into a toxic waste vat of that of toxic waste. Oh yes, I've heard that one. That's a good one. Okay. I I I do love a vat of toxic chemicals. See, you sound, you sound almost like you just saw the article and you were like, "Oh, that's cool." But you did this, correct? Yes. Is it because I mean, just the, the way you're trying to distance yourself from it, like, "Oh yeah, I heard, I heard that I did that." Let's be honest. Are you blackout drunk for a, a huge portion of this? Uh, well, um, uh, uh, I'm going to have to talk to my uh, manager and get back to you on that. Your manager is passed out <laughs> in the corner. Okay. I think that sort of yeah. answers the question. Which, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Perfect. I'm glad we got that yeah, settled. Yeah. It's, it's just so, 
so like I, I read the interviews and it seems a lot like, you know, every time your method of helping out in these community centers does tend to involve uh like your your way of helping is to try to give other people your powers or similar powers. Um and so I'm just wondering, is that really the, the healthiest way to because a lot of these kids are just trying to like learn to be better at sports. And well, I'm going to turn them into superheroes and we'll cover the planet. Oh, and then make superhero sports. <laughs> now this I like. And when you say cover the planet. What's, what's your well, issue, Dr. London? Just, Sorry, Dr. London always has an issue with anything the guest has, basically. Any dream the, de- the guest has, just, Dr. London finds a way to shit on it. Yeah, so there's just a good reason why we don't normally try to expose people to toxic waste. Give me three. Give me three reasons. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, give me three reasons that are better than you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, so one's the the, the risk of, you know, developing, you know, burn sores, uh, cancers. Um, You have, there's a lot of, I've seen other articles where uh, Captain Kaboom is also, you know, there's been a huge radiation leak and he brings all the children to it uh you know in a nuclear facility and so so a field trip yeah yeah but like so if and you're against this yeah because so i know in the movies and stuff sometimes there's some miraculous combination of chemicals that makes someone more empowered whenever what movie uh you're saying this happens in Forrest Gump because I've seen Forrest Gump and that did not happen. The running scene? Was there, was there no toxic waste there? What? Sorry. That the I running don't know, scene. actually. I, did not finish, I didn't finish the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The running scene, the beginning of the movie when he's playing football. As no, a kid. no, yeah, I meant no, I understood. The other. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we saw different movies, it sounds like, because I, I remember the running scene. Yes. You need some kind of. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Abnormality in order to affect a human being to become a superhero. Spider Man had his way, and I have mine. Toxic chemicals. So let yeah. So let's use the example of Spider Man. Um, the lore there is that he gets he has a genetically modified spider that bites him, and that enables him to become this thing. But you've you're just taking stuff that we know is very harmful to humans. And just exposing children to it, I guess, in the hopes that one of these times enough abnormalities will be happening that it doesn't, like, give them cancer and instead makes them a superhero. I have no idea what you're talking about, human. Okay, wait, this is interesting. Are you not human? I don't know I was created. Oh, wow. Do you know by who or do you just one day you just were? A writer wrote me, and then one day I just was. Oh, wow. It's like Ruby Sparks when Paul Dano wrote his girlfriend and she came to life, and it was Zoe Kazan. If you say so. I was thinking that that 80s movie where they um, made a hot girl on a computer. Yeah, basically. Same thing. Either real genius or weird science or one of those. Oh, you're talking about... You're talking about... Yeah, that. Kelly LeBrock. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So, so, so you were weird scienced into existence. Um, okay. I, I, and I, I do appreciate, I want to say now, I do appreciate that you once again are trying to give back to the community 
in the way that you know how. But it does seem like on all these occasions, because famously the same day that you were at this community center pushing kids into vats of chemicals, uh, bringing vats of chemicals to the community center, putting them in it as everyone protested and tried to stop you, but you are super powered, super strong, so they couldn't stop you. Um, There were these wildfires raging, the the hurricane, there's a monsoon uh, in uh, Yemen, I think. Like, a lot of things were happening at the same time that maybe could have been a better use of your powers. And And this is me looking on as someone who isn't in your superhero world, except doctors are superheroes. So what, what was your reasoning whenever you decided to, uh, to focus on pushing these kids into chemicals while these wildfires were raging, while hurricanes and monsoons were happening? The truth is that uh, there's someone in our group that organizes things and he's a little mad at me right now. So I've been getting more of the B-list stuff lately. You're part of a group? Yes. Like, a, okay, because I've only seen the articles about you. I didn't know that there were other superheroes out there. Um, so there's like a Justice League situation going on? Something like that. What, what, I mean, yeah, what's the name of this? Who, who else is in this club? Um, Batman, Robin. Oh, Superman. wow. So just, yeah, the major hit. So to the Justice League. You're part of the Justice League is what you're trying to say. Indeed. Okay, so yeah, when you said it was sort of like the Justice League, you, you kind of meant... I'm basically just like Superman. I mean, that's got to get tough if he's in the same little crew as you, right? Like, is he jealous? You're, you're like the up-and-coming dude? He does jumps, too. That's how he goes. We learned from the same coach. I guess, but he also, like, flew around the world so fast that he reversed the, the spin of it, you know? Yes. Yes. So he yes. definitely can fly. Definitely. And sorry, coach-wise, I thought his dad was his coach. Or who was your coach? Well, that's the thing. I was just written, so I just am. But we have different fighting coaches in self-defense. I guess guess that's that's more what I meant, because if you shared the same coach. Yes, I've been to seminars with Batman and Superman and... Wonder Woman. Just, so these are just like con- these are like workshops that you do at conferences, like team building and stuff. Okay, that's your training. That's right. Okay, yeah, I guess. Come to think of it, I guess that Cameron and I have also had a lot of the same training as well. Um, potentially the same training. I didn't realize the same training maybe as Superman does. Awesome. Maybe like- you two should sign up to be superheroes. Just step into my office with the toxic waste, and I'll get you set right up. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going to be honest. If I'm going to get involved with toxic waste, I'm going to go the evil route. That seems a lot more my vibe. Like, I'm going like, to go villainy. And, like, it seems like maybe the villainous route, like, dude, they, they might have more safeguards. They might be working on, like, making it a safer thing. It sounds like, once again, you're just pushing kids into cancerous substances. Yeah. Uh, well, when you say so, it like that. Yeah, stop saying it like that. Yeah, if you don't look at it like that, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah, doc, this is Dr. London is a pessimist. He's always looking for the negative in everything. I can see that. Yeah, well, I just... I can solve that problem. 
oh, that's part of your powers? You can, like, control people's outlook on the world? Of course, I'm a superhero. I can do anything. Okay, and see this, and I hate to say it, but, like, this does sound uh, like maybe it's not a power, it's more of a pride thing. Well, this is sort of interesting. Like, can all superheroes do anything and, like, their superpower is just what they choose to do? Like, can Aquaman technically do anything? He's just, like, a weird loser, and so he's obsessed with fish and whatnot. You bring up a good point. What can I say? Uh, Well, I guess the answer to the question would be one option, but it sounds like, okay. What I'm hearing here is really that you feel like you can do any of the stuff have you tried to change someone's worldview because so far my viewpoint is the same here uh well it's funny you should ask that because every time i try to help somebody somebody else comes along and it, they seem to be a better fit oh you're talking about yeah the, like the like coaches and things yeah, of that nature i was gonna say because my my thing is basically i like to find you know, young children who are insecure and need to build up their self-confidence. And I go pay them a visit and I teach them some things. That, well, let's not, let's not take that sound clip. I just want everyone to know now that's, that's in the bigger context, what he just said. Uh, well, I mean, what's the confusion, Dr. London? He finds vulnerable, insecure children, and then he gives them, you know, what they need. Yeah, it's just... um. Okay, uh, I, but you do bring up a good point of I I in those interviews because you were usually gone from the scene by the time the reporters get there. You've you've moved on to whatever other vulnerable community center. Uh and that but the coach is like, "Yeah, I was trying to teach this kid how to shoot hoops, like mostly about dribbling, proper form, whatever." And then you would come in and say, "Hey, what if we push this kid into some toxic chemicals or I got this uh, radiation gun, this this X-ray, whatever, and you're very excited to bring that to the table. And they're like, "Well, we were actually just gonna run through some exercises here, stretch, and then you you seem to change and force a change." Is this a question? I, I'm I'm just. This is like an elaborate scenario. I, I'm just I don't... sorry. I know I'm the only one who read the article. Is is one of the issues here? I'm the only who did the, the reporting homework here. So yes, you, Captain Kaboom, seem to have your own way that is worse than the coach's way, but you still force it because you're invulnerable. That's correct. I suppose. Is that a question? Thank you. They, they, yeah, I guess that is, I guess it wasn't a question. I'm sorry. I'm just being, I'm leading the witness. It's okay. Human. Yeah. Dr. Lynn, you know, you're not supposed to talk to the guests like that because then none of this is admissible in court. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, The entire funding comes from, the fact that we sort of use this as an interrogation for people who have a warrant out on them. You should mm-hmm. listen to Cameron. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Well, he's been to court a lot more than I have, yeah. So there are these these underlying issues. Uh, but I guess I, I have a question for you. How do you uh, make your... Like, do you have a day job? I know a lot of these superhero types, uh, the lore is that they they have their own day jobs. Do you have a day job? Because I notice you don't wear a mask, which most of them tend to. My job full time is superheroing. Oh wow! Where where do you live? Do you have a house? I live in a mansion with other superheroes. Okay, so you're you're a freeloader. Okay, I kind of I kind of get the idea of what's going on here. Yeah. So 
you're you're unemployed yeah you could also say you're an entrepreneur or whatever yeah so you're you're unemployed living at some other acquaintance of yours uh, i was gonna say like it sounds like this league you're in would be funded by someone else so maybe they employ you but uh and th- and they send you to the do they know what you do at the community centers with with why yes with why wouldn't they kids? just because th- their rep is really oh like maybe a little bit i don't want to say better but that is kind of the only thing that's coming to mind well, they they sound like people who think of consequences to their actions a little bit more, and like if pushing, and, and like maybe not harming children as much. What is your fixation on the like supposed medical side effects to pushing children into a vat of toxic waste? This to me, this would be like you going to the skate park and being like, "Ooh, you kids, you're gonna get injured. You don't want to break a bone." Like. Yeah, people know the risk, but if they want superpowers, this is what's going to, like, you have to do. This is what you have to do to make that happen. You got it. Just like if you want to do a 360 or a kickflip or a nolly or even impossible. I can, you need to, I have you, a, you need to I can ollie about, I can ollie over a building. Oh, wow. I mean, again, <laughs> tell that yeah, to the kids? it would be better if you could fly. Yeah. Well, I guess you didn't see the part of the video where I did fly away and went right through the roof of the gym. Yeah. No, there are a lot of these videos circulating where you do destroy a lot of property in your entrance and exits. Uh, so, uh, to just... I enjoy doing that because often people don't believe in me, so I like to show off at the end. Right. You, you explain to them how powerful you are, push the kids into a vat, and then you destroy part of their structure so i don't i don't know if i like the way this is going right now yeah um so j- sounds like uh could it be a liability i hope my team's not listening yeah well he this is typical dr london like gotcha journalism he brings you in here and is like you've been pushing kids into this this vat that's giving them cancer why and it's like what how about you shut up that's why well, it's like, why don't you ask Spider-Man while he got bit or the Incredible Hulk how he became? We all have our own path. So, the, first of all, it was against their will. They didn't like that happening to them. Uh, the the super Spider-Man. You're saying Spider-Man didn't, doesn't like the fact that he, when he's with the lady, he can hang from the ceiling upside down, which is the ultimate move. You're saying he doesn't like that? Spider is a cool cat. I do like me some Spidey. Uh, okay, so a lot of questions to answer here. Okay, so to Cameron's point, I know that you have an elaborate pulley system to try to imitate his move over sure. the bed. I, yeah. Like, I, that, but that's separate. So Spider-Man, I believe, would li- does like the effects that he's had, but he did not have a choice, and he was a minor whenever he was bit. So he, he's not, like, he can't give consent to these things. That's true. But what about the Incredible Hulk? Uh, yeah, I guess he was in a, He took the risk. He, that is an example of an adult man taking the risk of radiation you could just, exposure. I'm the Incredible Hulk. Just imagine. Although, no, green. he was also injected with something whenever he was very little. Uh, uh, but by his parent or guardian, so I guess, okay. So there you go. But the thing All is All questions children, clarified. Yeah, okay. So there are the children who 
the way Cameron puts it, they know the risk. These are children who are trying to learn how to play basketball or soccer or baseball. Dr. Lennon, the the best, some of the best skateboarders in the world are minors. They're 14 and 15 years old. Some of the best in the world. And that's true of soccer, too. Those are the two sports. Maybe gymnastics. So, and there's risks with all of those. Soccer, you can get, like, uh, uh, grass stains on your shirt. Cameron makes some good points here. Gymnastics, you could fall. Skateboarding, chop your head off. So for these kids, I guess one one issue that is that uh, whenever they are pushed into this toxic waste, it doesn't make them better at basketball. It does make them, you know, have a terminal illness, though. Yeah, they're better at that, though. Well, I have not seen that. I've had a high success rate. My A lot of my students now are basically invincible and play basketball or whatever their sport is like champs. See, I, I feel like maybe you just don't do the follow-up as well because, I, like, I, I just read. Maybe I just read too much and I see all the tweets. I think I'll send you a sample of the toxic waste to analyze. I'm interested to see what you would say. Yeah, no, I'm, I, there's a reason why we have a certain way to dispose of these things. Um, because once again, it's carcinogenic. Uh, I, By what, I, what Dr. London is trying to say, dispose of it into an envelope, send it to Dr. London, set up a contraption where it flings into his face, sort of like Bjork Stalker in the 90s did with acid. <laughs> of course. Done deal. And see this, the fact that you're so... Just need to zero in on your coordinates. And you're sure... I can just give you his address. You're sure you're with the... I'm not as sure now that you're with the Justice League. Because... Trust me, I am. For one thing, Spider-Man is not in that particular league. Uh, So that's... It seems like maybe you're just... All he said was he liked Spider-Man. That's... Okay. So so maybe... it just sounds very vigilante villain from from what I'm hearing. Like th- To me, it sounds like he's squatting in the Justice League house. I got to ask, I mean, do, do, do the Justice League members know that you live with them is basically what it comes down to. Do they know that you're there? Cameron, I uh, plead the fifth, no comment. Okay, yeah. Like, yeah so it's, it's, I think it's just a squatting situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. My living situation is perfect. I'm in the basement of their mansion by myself. Yeah, it's, and I'm guessing... With toxic got, waste. They've got a nice hole and they're going all through it whenever you jump out. Because, of course, fly is not what you do. My goodness, are you a stickler or what? Do you ask Superman these same questions? If we could get a... Mo- okay, I, get, I'll, I will drop this line of questioning if you can get a Superman. because I. And now I don't know. I'd like to hear his take on you because. Well, it sounds like it sounds like he might not know who he is. No, he definitely knows me. I served him breakfast this morning. Oh, okay, okay. So you're sort of this is like a Downton Abbey. Like you're sort of a butler to the Justice League. I'm working my way up. Okay. Even you said you were a superhero full time, but that that's what this means is when you. You're mostly being a butler, and then in your time off, you go and try to help out in community centers, which often means helping, like, exposing children to toxic chemicals. No comment. 
Yeah, well, I I do feel like we're getting a pretty good, nice picture of who you are, uh, which you know wasn't a guarantee going into this because your your manager was pretty protective, and then he started p- pulling drinks out of his coat jacket, coat pocket. So, but in any case, I feel like that's we're, we're about done. I think we covered it. So, um, all right, it was great to have you on. All right, thank you so much to Captain Kaboom. Uh, is there anyone that you want to give a shout out to? Anyone you're a fan of out there? His name is A-R-R-A-S-H. Arash, last name Pirasta. P-I-R-A-S-T-E-H. And you will find some interesting stuff on his Instagram. Okay. That's his, that's his handle on there? Okay. Yes. Arash Pirasta. Okay. All right, neat. All right, well, uh, thank you so much to Captain Kaboom. Thank you to our producer, Cameron. My name is Dr. Lemon Smith.com, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. Mm-hmm.